eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Matt Baxendell in just a moment. Before we get to that, we'll let you guys know again about our sponsor, Manscaped. A great deal you guys can get. Santa Baby, the season for a fresh cut, is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you Avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all of your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra which includes loads of perfect stocking stuffers. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BUCKNUTS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. There you go. Let's bring in Mr. Baxendale. Bax, good to see you, my friend. Morning, Dave. How we doing? Doing good, doing good. All right, let's start right at the top. Ohio State, for those who don't know, when Ohio State brings guys out for interviews, like during the week, and this time of year we get it like every other week or every three weeks, whatever it might be. They had they brought 11 guys out yesterday. They don't do anything by accident. For example, we're not getting any true freshmen that aren't playing or anybody who's not playing. For them to bring Devin Brown out yesterday was just, here's the changing of the guard, at least for this game. Nothing's guaranteed for 2024. But that, and I, I thought Devin Brown handled himself very well yesterday. There's no doubt he's going to start the game um, against Missouri. I'm just, you know, curious to see if this is the beginning of the Brown era or if this is like a one-and-done type of deal with him as the starter. Yeah, and I don't think we'll know that until next year at this point. Uh, I'm the guy who was on the record saying I wanted Lincoln Keenholz to start because I'm very, very high on the kid's potential. But I think Ryan Day probably looks at Devin Brown as the one who's maybe a little more ready. Uh, let's face it, he was the guy that – Competed with Kyle McCord all the way into the season for the starting role. And, you know, and seeing what we saw all year, you have to kind of wonder how much they wanted Devin Brown to win the job in the first place with his mobility. So it, it is what it is at this point. Devin Brown's going to start. And 
it was really telling to me that he he's out there talking about how he thinks he can be the glue guy. He thinks he can bring the group together. The implicit vibe I got was is that they didn't think there was a lot of vocal leadership from McCord this year. And that was just listening to all the interviews. So this may be a different tone. It may be a different situation. And just so people remember, Devin Brown was a was a borderline five-star quarterback in his own right. I mean, he was an elite player coming out of high school. Just because we got him late in the process doesn't mean that he wasn't a big-time recruit. So let's see how it goes. You know, he definitely brings a different skill set to the table than Kyle McCord. No doubt about it. And I've seen a lot of people say, like, well, I've – Saw enough of Devin Brown this year to realize he's not the answer. It's like, what are you talking about? What those 10 plays yeah. that he played? Come on. Like, and we won't know for sure after the Missouri game, but we'll have a hell of a lot better idea than him getting like spot duty. What do you have like three plays in the Indiana game when he's thrown out yeah. there? It's supposed to be like a 50 50 split. And then that was somehow a close game against what would, what turned out to be an awful Indiana team that had to fire their coach. Um, so I'm curious. So that, that's why people are, are like saying they say, People that are down on Devin Brown's like, you haven't seen enough of him. You haven't seen enough of Maybe he will not be good. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. I got a good feeling about him, and I always have. I've always gotten a good feeling about him. doesn't mean anything. Just a personal feeling I have. And um, I tell you what, for all the charisma that Kyle McCord lacked, Devin Brown has all of the charisma. Now, charisma doesn't mean crap if you don't go out there and play well. But all the good quarterbacks have charisma, some to different degrees, and everybody handles it different. But Devin Brown just exudes leadership. You know, I think the thing with him, too, is is that we did, like you said, we can't say that he isn't the guy. There's no way you can say that. You don't you don't know that we haven't seen him play nearly enough. And if you go back and you do watch, there's a, a different element that he brings to the table. The common core does not. And that's the ability to get out of the pocket and still with his eyes downfield. So uh, the other thing, too, is, is when you talk about leadership, I mean, to me, this is something that I think a lot of people touched on with McCord all year was is he was very quiet. He was very stoic. You know, he, he had a very different personality than maybe you want from a quarterback who has to be your guy in charge. And they don't have to be Tim Tebow, you know, statue speeching to be a, a good leader. But uh, on the flip side, I think you have to have a quarterback that maybe everybody realizes has more of a visible pulse, right? I, I kind of think that was one of the big issues with McCord was is there was a lot of question marks about whether or not um, emotionally he was really there. It's and a lot of times it seemed like Ryan Day would talk to him and he'd just kind of walk by and be like, uh-huh, yep, okay. And that, that that's, a, that's a different vibe that maybe doesn't come off as well. But the other thing about Devin Brown is, uh, if you remember back in the spring, Dave, I wanted him to win the job for one very selfish reason. I think it's hilarious we're going to have a guy wearing 33 start at quarterback, modern day slinging Sammy Baugh. So I'm going to enjoy this for the bowl game. And uh, I do hope we get to see a little bit of Lincoln Keenholz, though, but it seems like this is going to be a Devin Brown show based on the at least the press conference we got yesterday. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, I you know, I have no doubt Devin Brown's going to start. I'm excited to see him start. So you have to remember, even by Ryan Day's own words, if you don't believe my source or you don't believe other people like Zach Smith that was you know all over it, if you don't believe um, myself or Zach that this was a super close battle, if anything, Devin Brown, some people thought inside the building Devin Brown was a little bit ahead. But even by Ryan Day, forget all that. By Ryan Day's own words, it went back and forth, back and forth. One guy, he would say, one guy would take the lead, and I would think he was going to you know, take it and run with it. Then the other guy would, you know, he'd have a better week. Even by Ryan Day's own words, it was basically 50-50 in camp. And um, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I do hope Lincoln Keenholz does get some playing time. But I'm very excited to see Devin Brown. 
Bex, I'm also excited that I thought like a lot of guys would opt out of this game. And it sounds yeah. like now Marv has not said for sure he is, but I have to think Marv's going to opt out. I mean, what, he's a lock to be the, the top non-quarterback off the board in the draft. So I don't fault him at all. If it was a playoff game, I have no doubt he would play. And he still hasn't said he's sitting out, but I'm assuming he is. It sounds like everybody else is going to play. It's not for sure. Like a Mecca says he's playing. You know, this is really, really good news. And um, I'll tell you what, man, if you're a betting man, that Ohio State plus 120 on the money line ain't looking too bad. I love that the Buckeyes are underdogs in this Missouri game. And I love that they got a lot of guys that are opting in. Yeah, I think that line was set before these guys are all announcing that they're uh, going to play in the game. And, and to me, this has more implications than just one football game, though, Dave. Because if these guys are playing in this bowl game in our current situation in college football, to me, that means they're sort of opting in for more than just a bowl game. If you think you're going to go pro and you've got a good score, then you're probably going to not be playing. Like you said with Marv, Marv is a lock. Marv is going to be at worst the second or third or fourth pick, depending on what happens with the quarterbacks in the first round. But everyone else, the rumor going around was is that maybe didn't get the NFL scores that they wanted. Uh, Burke actually playing is a shocker to me because I assumed he would probably be the next best chance to be a first-round kind of guy. So at the end of the day, if Sawyer's playing, if Burke's playing, if Ibuka's playing, if Trey Henderson's playing, I to me, this means more than just they're playing in a bowl game. I genuinely think it means they're coming back because they didn't get the NFL score that they wanted to get. And in the day of NIL, I had a big conversation with a group of my buddies about this last week. Travion Henderson goes and he's a third round pick in the NFL. He signs a four year contract for about 1.2 a year. So you tell me NIL can't make up about a million bucks a year to keep him somewhat level. And then he has another year to come back and try to improve his grade from third to second to first or whatever. And that's a giant jump in money on your first contract. If you get up into that first and second round. So if like Buka's not a guarantee to get, be a first rounder, why wouldn't he come back? And the other thing is, there's nothing you're going to show on video against Missouri that's going to make you suddenly a first rounder by what's going on at this point. So, you know, I think the only one we haven't heard from yet is JTT of the big question marks. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. We just had a question from Jermaine on Facebook. I should have mentioned that. Thank you, Jermaine. Is JT playing? I don't know. I don't know. That's another one. I should have mentioned that. That's one. He didn't come out yesterday. I would bet he's not going to play. I'm, I'm most first round mocks have him in the first round. Yeah, uh, late first round. So his stock isn't quite as high as it was coming into the year. But I still think he's going to leave. And even though it shouldn't matter, it does matter that he's got that number one player in the country pedigree coming out of high school. And he had a good career at Ohio State, and he showed him left flashes. Like obviously the, the Penn State game. Yeah. So you know, the NFL is all about like what can you do for me? Like I once I get you, what can I mold you into? I tend to think JT's going to go pro, and I tend to think he'll probably more I think about will probably sit out the ball game. Yeah, he's the other one other than Marv that at this point I was questionable about because we've heard from everyone else. So if JTT it was going to play, he probably would have been in that group coming out, which is fine. Let's see more Caden Curry. Let's do it. That sounds like fun to me. Uh, and the other thing in this one that makes me real interested is, is that like, Missouri wasn't good last year. This is the first year that they've really kind of stepped up from that 500-level kind of team. And they stepped up because they got a D2 transfer at running back who turned out to be one of the best runners in the country, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker style. So 
Uh, if you like you said that plus 120 to me is a fascinating line because Ohio State looks like they're coming in and pretty close to full bore. Uh, Devin Brown starting over McCord to a, a lot of us is not going to be a downgrade. And then, you know, JTT has been great and obviously Marv's a special player, but when you when you're at Ohio State the next round of wide receivers, you know, the Brandon Ennis and the Carnell Tates of the world, Jalen Bauer to get a chance, like I'm ready to see those guys play. So Ohio State, to me, two weeks from Friday, I don't know how they're not favored over this Mizzou team, except for Mizzou is SEC and Ohio State soft or whatever stupid narrative you want to run with right now. Ohio State looks like they should be the favorite to me. Yeah, I love it. I, I did a little, uh, little two-leg parlay with uh, Alabama on the money line over Michigan and Ohio State money line over Missouri, and it pays like plus 300. I don't know, a little two-leg parlay plays plus. I, I think Alabama's going to win. I think more on that later. By the way, we're going to get to that. We have a question. Yeah, we can talk about that one. More, more on that later. But yeah, I kind of like that. And then Jermaine has another follow-up question. Jermaine on Facebook. What about the DTs, Ty Leak and Mike Hall? I think they're both going to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Mike Hall didn't come out yesterday, but Ty Leak did. Um, I still think Ty Leak will go pro, though. He might be the one exception who plays in the game but still goes pro. I hope Ty Leak comes back. I hope he does. I just think he's projected as a second-round pick. Probably will go. I don't know. What do you think? I'm skeptical. Um, I think Tyleek's mindset is he wants to go. I think everything we've heard all year is, is that he's seen this as his money year, and he's yep. going to go. Um, so that makes me kind of feel like, yeah, he's probably going to. Uh, I feel like, like you said, he came out with the rest of the guys. I feel like he's going to play. But Tyleek is trying to get more film at this point. Um, and, you know, for him – I, I, I think he he's the NFL is on his mind is my vibe. I think Mike Hall Jr. On the other hand, after dealing with some injuries, I don't necessarily know that he's going to run out the door. He's got eligibility left. He's another guy that could really improve his stock. If you look at some of these guys that have gone pro early on the defensive side of the ball and the D tackle position in recent years at Ohio state, that kind of rushed out the door and didn't get as good of a draft slot as they were hoping for probably a bit of a cautionary tale. So if I had to guess, I think both will play. If they're healthy, I think Hall comes back next year, but I think Ty Leak's heads that he's going to the NFL. Second or third doesn't matter. He's 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 off. Bax and I are going to talk more Ohio State football in just a moment. We're also going to talk uh, some college football playoff, uh, but mostly Ohio State football, so stick with us. We'll let you guys know about our other sponsor. I mean, this perfect. We have Manscaped and we have Nuts.com for buck nuts. I mean, come on. Can't draw it up anymore. Perfect than that. Nuts.com is awesome. And this would be a perfect holiday gift. It's not too late. And they have a good deal for you guys. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that. Nuts.com. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flour, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At Nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I love a bunch of their products. Half-pop popcorn, root beer barrels, roasted almonds, a bunch of other stuff, too. I mean, you got they have a little bit of everything, and it's very unique, too. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with a purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash Bucknuts. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift 
and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash bucknuts. There you go. Again, somebody likes nuts, any type of nuts, they got those. They all, all kinds of candies, chocolates, everything. Anything you want, half pop popcorn. Get on there. There's you go. There's there's a nice holiday gift for whoever you want to send it to. All right, let's get back to it. Bax, I'm liking that. We have a question here I'm going to get to. All right. I'll let you answer it first. Even though it's, it's he says Dave. It's really this is Michael on Facebook. Who do you think is going to win the national championship, Bax? Who's going to win the semifinal games and who's going to win the national championship? Alabama and Washington's going to be the natty, and I think Alabama's going to win the damn thing. Because it would be the most saving thing ever for his team that like was bad at the start of the year to go out and actually kind of win the whole thing. Uh, I think all you need to know about the Alabama-Michigan game was the reaction of Michigan's team that was on video when the fourth pick was announced. They're all in the room and they're like, who's going to be four? Who's going to be four? And they're all ready to like hoot and holler about Florida State. It shows Alabama and they all go, oh. And it's like, oh, we better yeah. kind of half claps. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Milrow is far too mobile for that defense to be able to slow him down. That's kind of my thought on it. And I don't think Alabama is like a great team either. Um, and I'm not saying this because I hate Michigan, even though I do. Uh, I think the reality is, is that they're not built to be able to handle a quarterback that can get out of the pocket, pick up yards with his feet, as well as being able to actually throw the ball. So, uh, and the other thing too is, is that if you watch that Iowa game, that offense from them isn't uh, – it's pretty predictable. They don't have any explosion, and Alabama's defense is going to eat them alive if they can't get the ball downfield. So I, I think it's going to be Alabama, and I, I, I think everybody's been sleeping on Washington. Look, they keep doing what – like, they keep winning. I don't know what else to say. They keep winning. And I think all of us are like, yeah, but the quarterback's Michael Penix. This is ridiculous. But at the end of the day, they keep winning. They keep beating good teams. I thought Oregon was playing as good, if not better, than anybody in the country, and Washington beat them in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, end of the day, I I think that Washington's going to beat Texas. Um, Texas is a fun story, but Washington's a better team right now. But I do think Bama beats Washington for the Natty. Allen on YouTube says the uh, money line for Ohio State's kicked down. Not much. from I got it plus 120. It's now plus 112. And it, it obviously mm -hmm. would depend on what sports book you're using. Um, yeah. I love that it's legal in Ohio finally. I mean, finally. It's been legal all year, but like it's been less than a year. It's just fun. Um, I want to. This is a good one right here. I want to get to Chad. This is one I've been worried or wondering about myself. I was off for the last almost a week. I've been thinking a lot about this. This is Chad. Dave, did you happen to notice the 1870 Society is doing an NIL fundraising drive this week? Thoughts on the state of OSU's NIL? Well, it's interesting. I didn't realize um, until I mean, it's a few weeks after it happened. I personally know the guy that was the president of the 1870 society, Todd Markowitz from, he used to be the head honcho at 97.1, the fan, my side job really liked Todd. He left that job to go be the president of the 1870 society. He thought it was his dream job. There was some type of falling out. I'm not sure exactly what, what's, what happened. Um, but um, so they have new, they have a new president or at least they're finding one. I, so I don't know. Um, but that, I don't know. I mean, Todd was there for like seven months and now they're replacing the president already. I don't know if that's maybe that's good. For, I have no idea. When I first saw that, I was like, that doesn't seem good. Um, I didn't know that they were hosting an event. We're also I went full disclosure. We're partners with the foundation. 
I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to think about NIL. The results, we'll find out after signing day. I mean, ask me after signing day. Af- ask me after the portal. We know who's coming here through the portal. Then we'll know. What do you think, Bax? I think NIL is a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Not to be punny or reference sponsornuts.com there, but it's Ohio State's philosophy is different than like a Miami who is flipping kids based on here's a giant pile of money or Texas A&M who is paying through the nose for all these kids and then maybe not actually ending up paying them. And, you know, those, those classes at A&M are falling apart. Kids are leaving left and right. So I think there's a big issue that, uh, that goes on when you pay a lot of these kids a ton of money up front. And I think OSU's approach is once you're here, you get taken care of. Once you're on the field, you really get taken care of. But there's, there's kids that are in different financial situations, right? If you're growing up poor and, you know, you're trying, you're getting ready to go away to college and your mom's going to stay living in a small apartment in a bad part of town, Miami money is probably really exciting for you. Um, Aggie money is, you know, all that oil money that's supposedly coming is really exciting for you. But at OSU, it's a little different story. Like we're sitting here talking about Trey Henderson getting a million dollars to stay in. Yeah. That's a great use of NIL. So to me, the issue is, is it feels a little bit like a, I, I wonder if we're underfunded compared to some of these other places. I mean, you, you hear all this other stuff about, you know, the, the billionaire guy who owns the MMA gyms or whatever, paying nose out the nose in Miami. You've got Tennessee spending $6 million on a quarterback supposedly last year, all that Aggie oil money, you know, Phil Knight's, still dropping money from, from the nursing home in the Oregon program. I mean, at the end of the day, Ohio state, it's not like Les Wexner sitting here personally funding all the NIL. So are we underfunded? I, I don't honestly know. I should have added this earlier. I mean, one thing I have heard from an impeccable source is for all the good that Gene Smith has done, he's never really gotten on board with NIL. And the yeah, problem is there's plenty one. of money. There's plenty of money in the Ohio State community from boosters. Plenty of money. A lot, a lot of rich boosters that love Ohio State. The problem is, from what I was told by an impeccable source, is Gene, and not even necessarily Gene himself, but like his people that work for Gene are so invested, and you, you can understand it's their job on new facilities at Ohio State. And they're trying yep. to direct all that money to get the money for new facilities and kind of steering it away from NIL is what I've been told. Now, people can decide what they want to do. Um, we also had somebody point out it doesn't seem like the 1870 Society and the Foundation are working together. The reason that you feel that way is because you're correct. They they do not work together. It would be nice if there was just one big collective and they all work together and we're all for the same goal. That's not reality, unfortunately, at Ohio State. But Bax, that's one thing I've heard that gives the, that's I don't like hearing is that the big wigs at Ohio State are being told, oh, we need your money for facilities right now. Give us your money for facilities. Yeah. So, NIL is taking a hit is what I is what I was told. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of other schools, they've kind of shrugged and said, we need to get the money here um, to keep the kids here, to get the players here. At Ohio State, that's very on brand for OSU. Remember, this is the school that tried trademarking the word the. Uh, this is the university that has been building nonstop for 25 years. It's still as much of a construction zone now as it was when I was a freshman in 2002. So... At the end of the day, that's very on brand for Gene, that Gene 
who has redeemed himself more recently than he did from where he was 10 years ago. But that sounds exactly like a Gene Smith move to say, no, 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 give the money to the athletic department. We need to build this. We have plans for that versus, you know, and, and I can see his mindset on it as the facilities are here long term. These players could pick up the, and leave in a year. Right. But that, that, that sounds very backward looking kind of like, I'm not surprised to hear that. So, you know, Gene Smith's retiring. So if all of a sudden NIL becomes less of an issue for Ohio State football in a year or two under his successor, then we'll have a more clear answer of what the real issue was. And if it doesn't, then you can't blame Gene as much. So I guess we have to see when the rubber meets the road. We're getting some votes for backs for the new president of 1870 Society. Again, I don't know if they've replaced my friend Todd yet. I, I imagine they have. Um, Todd's still listed on there on their website as being the president last time i checked i haven't checked in like a few days but uh, i'll take uh, i'll take gene's job i don't want i don't want to be 1870 or the you foundation do you want to do a nil i don't know Bax, you're, you're good with numbers as jeff on facebook is saying uh, you're a smart <laughs> guy you're you're energetic you love the buckeyes i don't know kind of i mean up. uh the What's problem up? with that is though is the problem with that is though is, is that there's a lot of other guys that are much more likely to fish some money out of rich people's pockets than me i'm gonna walk in and go do you want to win football games and they'll be like well yeah i'm like all right well we need your money huh uh, do you want a steak dinner sure here's a steak dinner like this is a fundraiser we need your money right hey <laughs> go ahead and, and go and look at some of the guys we lost lost in recruiting the last couple of years and get back to me because we didn't match the money but the, that's the thing is is that then you I think I think you you need me to be the AD. That's that's the better role for me. I'll take the AD role. <laughs> hey, well, you talk to the new president. You know, he he's a football guy. I mean, he's the one that brought Trev Albert Alberts to uh, Nebraska and then gave him a contract extension. And, and Trev like, Alberts, yeah. for as terrible as he was at commentary, for the, this is going back into the well here, folks. But the year Ohio State won the national title in two thousand two, Trev Alberts was on College Game Day, and Trev Alberts repeatedly trashed Ohio State. He said they were garbage. He said they would lose by four touchdowns to Miami. Trev Alberts was public enemy number one. He was bigger than Mark Madden. Or Mark, not Mark Madden. Mark May. He was bigger than Mark, uh, Desmond Howard as public enemy number one to Buckeye Nation. And I think we spent the next two years after the Natty every time the college game day rolled by with big signs that say, well, how'd that go, Trev? And that's why he ran on to being a... a athletic director was is i think that everybody was like well trev alberts was so wrong about that and to his credit trev alberts has turned out to be a great ad so i can't i can't give him a lot of uh, a lot of guff for the work he's done there but uh yeah trev alberts there's one that go back into the wayback machine he was public enemy number one for a while at ohio state <laughs> let's finish the show with this one Bill on Facebook. Facebook, very, very chatty from Facebook today. I like it. a lot of questions from the book of face. Bill on Facebook. We're again, we'll close the show with this one. Do we think they're finally, do we think they will finally use Dallin Hayden in this game or does he leave? I think they're going to use him. He's already <laughs> preserved the red shirt. I guess it doesn't even matter now. Um, I didn't realize that rule had changed, but it doesn't matter. He didn't play in four games anyway. So, yeah, I think he's going to be with, with Chip leaving and Mayan leaving, and Evan Pryor leaving. A, that tells me Travion probably told those guys he's coming back for his senior year. Yep. Like Bax outlined earlier. He can probably make just as much money staying um, with NIL and his business that he has and um, maybe improve his draft stock. Um, 
he probably told those guys he's coming back. And I think then Dallin Hayden, that makes him, I mean, he's the only other scholarship running back that's going to play in this game for the Buckeyes. I definitely think we're going to see a good amount of Dallin Hayden. I also think Hayden was a factor in those guys leaving too. I think Ryan Day probably told a guy like Chip Trainum, who could have stuck around and maybe even been a captain as an Ohio guy. And he left to go to Kentucky. Why would you do that? If you thought you were going to be the number two guy behind uh, Trey. I think Ryan Day probably was like, look, Hayden needs to play. Like we're, we're, we're far enough in that every time we give him a chance, he's, he's, he's really good. So I think Ryan Day probably made it clear that Trey's the guy going into the season and Hayden is the next one up. And then after that, if it's just young guys, we'll figure it out from there. So I expect Alan Hayden to get some touches in this game. I expect next season he's the number two guy on the ball. He'll probably get a fair number of carries because I think the number one thing, if you're Travion Henderson, that you need to do next season to prove to the NFL let me ask you, Dave, what do you think is the number one thing Travion Henderson needs to do to the NFL next year while he's in college? Well, I'd say durability is the number one thing. Yeah. The other, the other thing would be vision. He improved his well, vision a little this year. Yeah, the durability is durability is everything to me. If Trey Henderson can play in all 12 games next year and the regular season and then be durable into a bowl game and hopefully a Big Ten championship and everything else, then it's going to be a significant story for him in terms of moving up his draft status. So if you're Trey Henderson, you're probably sitting here welcoming that Dallin Hayden's going to get a third of the carries next year or that he's going to be able to spell you a fair amount next year because you don't want to have 30 carries a game and up your hit clock then maybe get yourself hurt. So Dallin Hayden's in a perfect spot where he knows that the guy in front of him wants him to get the ball too and Ryan Day needs to get him on the field. So yeah, Dallin Hayden I think is going to be a big part of the offense in the bowl game and next year. Great stuff as always from Bax. Thank you to Bax. You can read his award-winning column every Sunday on Bucknuts. It is the bucket. Thanks again to Bax. Thanks to all of you. Appreciate everybody who tuned in. Appreciate all the questions. Thanks to Bax. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Go Bucks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.